6 o'clock. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on the Mutiny Radio. Uh, the Joke Workshop is every Monday from 6 to 8, and we're starting a new format where we have booked hosts. Not hosts. I'm the host, Pam Benjamin. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm so tired today. I can't. I can barely see. Like, I can barely focus on anything. You can leave the door open. I don't give a fuck. The festival's over. I don't fucking care about any of this shit. <laughs> These shows matter to you guys? Fuck it. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> Um, unless it's cold out there or something, or you don't like the way the smoke smells. Uh, we're at the Joke Workshop, and I am really glad that I don't have to talk very much tonight because of the new format. We have two comedians from out of town tonight that are going to be on the panel. The panel's going to be booked from now on, so if you tune in on the 21st, you'll hear Stephanie Silverman and Ben Lupinetti on the panel. But right now on the panel, we have all the way from Boston, Massachusetts, it's Brian Plum. Everybody clap. Yay! <laughs> Brian, talk into that microphone and say say some things to the people why you should judge their jokes. Why? Well, I mean, I'm probably not qualified to do that, but I mean, <laughs> it's gonna be a fun time. I mean, I could, I know, I could maybe give some maybe quality advice to a couple of humans here. It's gonna be a fun time. Just have fun and uh, yeah. Sweet, having Sweet. fun, doing shit. Uh, your next comedian comes to you all the way from Brooklyn, New York. He's been traveling around in a van doing a comedy tour. Uh, hey, give you get up, give it up, everybody, for Kelly Cry. Say something about yourself, Kelly. Tell them why you should be able to tell them about their jokes. Because. Uh, no, that's not. Can you turn it on? Maybe I think it might have gotten flipped off. There's a. Jesus sorry, I tried to sound check. Hello. Try to t- talk into it again. I, I don't know why I'm not hearing you. Who's not? I gotta, I gotta switch something or do something. I thought that I sound checked earlier, but I guess I didn't. Well, Kelly cries on the thingy, That's and the we're gonna. Why I'm good at giving feedback is because I, my mic. No, it's because your mic doesn't work at all. <laughs> Keep trying. Talk into it. Doesn't seem like anything. No, it's nothing's coming out of it. Okay, so uh, sorry about that. We're going to have to replace that before we get started. I swear I sound checked before. Honestly, you guys, I, I seriously have no idea what's happening in the world right now. I'm so confused. I don't know if it's the microphone. It's not the XLR cable. Whatever. We're, doing, we're running a show now. Uh, we have a list of people. Oh, can you throw the list to me or something? Yes. I mean, seriously, you guys, I, I, I have no idea. I could, I could give two fucks today about all of your jokes. I'm going to try so hard. <laughs> I really, I have heard so many jokes ever the past. Here we go. We're starting it up. The people on the panel will give a shit. I promise. Also, please remember on the joke workshop, uh, if you're gonna feed someone a shit sandwich, at least make the bread taste good. Okay? Can I get you? Can I get a little talkie talkie in that to make sure it works? Oh, it works. Okay, we're we're no. here. We're, we're around, oh, everybody. Yeah. We're here. I, oh, we got I should give feedback because I uh, have a mouth and a mind. All right, mouth and a mind. We're going to do it. All right, you guys, put your hands together for your first comedian. Uh, she's here to make you guys laugh. Everyone's going to do four-minute sets, and then we get four minutes of commentary. Clap for your first comic, Annette Mullaney. Did I mention that we Um, so I've been, hi, what's up? <laughs> uh, so I've been seeing a guy for about three years. We've, what? Well, I, I don't know if I would call it scene because we've actually been managing to bang for three years without defining shit. Um, but I feel like we've reached a new level in our relationship. About a year ago, he moved to LA and so we have a pretty strong texting game about once every three weeks. Um, 
one of us gets drunk and texts the other. But this weekend, instead of saying, I wish I could fuck you right now, he said sex. And I feel like that's just so much more romantic. Um, I like him a lot more than he likes me, which actually is super perfect. I get all of the butterflies and none of the responsibilities. It's kind of like having a roommate with a pet. Like you can cuddle the dog watching TV, but if it shits on the rug, it's definitely not your dog. Um, so like, <laughs> he came up for Valentine's Day and we spent the whole day together, but I never have to get up early before work and take him for a walk. Um, so yeah, it's been a really long time without defining shit, um, but I, I really like to mess with him about it. So sometimes we'll be in bed together and we'll, I'll have to like go down to LA to see him or he'll have to come up. So our meetings kind of take on all this meaning now. So we'll lie in bed together. I'll look into his eyes and I'll start to like, Anthony, take a real long consequential pause. Be like, Anthony, I think we should get some burritos. And it's just so fun to see him hold his breath. Um, <laughs> So uh, switching gears with no transition, um, I think it must suck to be a pediatrician because you have to work with kids. Um, no, no, because it like it would be so sad because like these kids, you know, like there's a good chance they're gonna die and that's hella sad. Or you do a good job as a doctor and they live and they become adults, but that's sad because then they die. But after they've lost all their hopes and dreams, um, I'm not super into having kids like. I think the problem is that if you have kids with someone, you're now in a race. Because if you have kids with a person, and as long as both of you are like tag teaming, it's not so horrible. But if one of you bounces, the other person gets stuck with that kid, and now your life is over. Um, and so like, if I were in a relationship with a dude and we had a kid, I feel like I would have to constantly surveil him to make sure he wasn't about to bounce. Because if he's out, I have to get out first, so he, so I don't get stuck with the kid. Because like, if he leaves, I'm not, I'm not terrible. Like I'm a piece of shit, but I'm not heartless. I'm not gonna bounce when I'm the only person with the kid. Um, but yeah, so like I would be watching those credit card statements the second he buys a flight I don't know about. I'm out that morning. Um, and the thing is, I don't think this hypothetical dude knows, but I will leave because I will. I will win because I will leave in a goddamn heartbeat. Like I won't even go back for my wallet if that's what it takes to leave first. I will start a new identity rather than get stuck with that kid. Um, so maybe it's for the best that I don't have one. Um, so I was thinking about having, I was thinking about kids because I had a friend recently come visit me and her flight was delayed like three hours, but she had, she was really upbeat about it and she texted me like, ah, oh, my flight got delayed another hour, but you know, at least I don't have a kid. Um, which I didn't really understand because I don't feel like those are mutually exclusive. Um, but I think what she meant is like, it could be worse. She could be at an airport, delayed with a flight with a baby, um, which although I, that's pretty much, I can't think of almost any activity or place I would rather be without a baby than with a baby. Um, like I'd rather go to the DMV without a baby. I'd rather go grocery shopping without a baby. I'd rather learn to juggle without having to hold a baby. Seems like it would make that task a lot more stressful. And it's really important to allow yourself room for failure when you're learning something new. Um, if I was in like a bare windowless room, I'd rather be there alone than with a baby. Because if I'm alone, I can masturbate. But with a baby there, it seems at the very least unsavory. Um, the only place I'd rather have a baby than not a baby would be a playground. 
because people look at you weird when you go to a playground without a kid. Uh, I feel like I'm out of time, though. But thank you. <laughs> Keep it going for Annette Mullaney. Just so everybody knows, I didn't let you know, when you hear this, that means you have a minute. Just so you know, if I didn't tell you that before. All right, on the panel today, all day, we have Kelly Cry and Brian Plum. Which one of you wants to go first? Brian, you want to take the... <laughs> You want to take the reins on this one, or yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll chime in with some color commentary. I, that would be enjoyable. I think is this mic? This is working, right? I uh, I enjoyed that. I think you're you're a really good writer, actually. What? How many years have you been doing it? Uh, a couple of months. Oh shit! Jesus, I should quit. Oh my god. <laughs> no, you're very, you definitely have something there. You can definitely tell that uh, you uh, attack dark subjects with, you know. I enjoyed the. Uh, concept of not putting a label on stuff, especially now with relationships, so that was, and the pet comparison I enjoyed very much. Uh, and obviously, I mean, the stuff that's going to come naturally to you is, the more you do with the road and stuff, I mean, the pauses and stuff that's going to get there, but I think you're definitely on the right track. I would, yeah. I would totally agree with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, just, uh, just off the top, like, it's great that you talked about a relationship, something, something personal about yourself, you know, and your point of view on it. It's great. It's totally cool. I would say, you know, if, as you continue to tell that story, you know, just find more jokes and find more gold and things to dig out of it, more details of how you and, you and him are relating to one another in your relationship. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I love the, the, the nice pause and the timing with the bait and switch. It's great with, like, you know, the whole marriage proposal thing, burrito. Ah, brilliant, right? And find more ways to play with the audience like that. Like, if that, like that's fun. That part of it is really fun for us to watch, yeah. I believe, and to be a part of. Uh, so, you know, keep being creative in that sense. Uh, a lot of great uh, analogies that you had. Um, it seems to be a really strong skill. Um, I would say that you just wrote these. Is that why you're reading them off the computer? Yes. Okay. So you're just going to continue to tell them? Because essentially you have to put the computer down. Yes. And then... <laughs> Right, and then once you start to do that, uh, then making the world like three-dimensional in your storytelling. So it's just not you talking; it's also you being able to like do some act outs with it and really make it like us, for us to watch it very entertaining to watch the entire thing being told. Uh, then the last thing is great; the baby thing is awesome. Yeah, keep going. Okay. I just like fucking take that to the moon. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, that was gonna say the same thing. The baby thing. The concept of you leaving first—that's gonna kill. Yeah. That's gonna be murderous. Oh well, yeah. And then the things that you will and won't do with a baby, like that's awesome. Like that was the person yeah. I was talking about. Like just keep going and heightening and heightening and heightening and heightening. And I really, I enjoyed that you fulfilled my desire to know what you will do with a baby. Okay. Uh, you know, like I won't. I don't want to do these. I don't want to be in these places with a baby, but I do want to be here with a baby. And I think coming up with more of those and maybe like playing around with that, mm-hmm. of like, oh, maybe do one and one and switch them back and forth, or do like mm-hmm. five and or three and three. They say like, you know, the th- th- comedy comes in threes or whatever. So maybe give that a try. But it was, it's great. It's, yeah. Is that yeah. too much? Am I talking? No, that's much? great. You guys too, are great. Babbling. All okay. right, clap wildly for Annette Mullaney. Yay. All right. Your next comedian is a stalwart here at the Joke Workshop. She's going to be on the panel the 21st of March. I can't believe it's March. This is fucking freaking my shit out. All right. Your next comedian is not going to freak you out. She's going to make you laugh. Put your hands together. It's Stephanie Silverman. Hey, you guys. Thanks for being here. You guys, you gave her awesome feedback. Uh, I don't need it. I don't need feedback like that. Because uh, this is, I'm not going to be doing this as if it were like a professional set. 
Uh, so I'll be looking at my phone and reading notes and probably not making eye contact and talking way too fast. And these are things that I already know I shouldn't do. If you have specific tags uh, and ways to improve jokes, that's what I'm looking for, is I just want free writing help. Um, I know, I know, like people always, they, I get on stage, they're like, oh my God, are you related to Sarah Silverman? And I'm like, well, probably, right? Because like, isn't that how last names work? Like we're all supposedly related and like people don't even get that I'm Jewish in California because they're stupid, I guess. And like I go to New York and there's like no problem, right? It's like Silverman, okay. It's like in California, a friend of mine's like, Silverman, 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 oh my God, like, were you like, was your family like silversmiths? Did you guys make silver? I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, we came over on the Mayflower and like hung out with Paul Revere. No, we're fucking Jews, we make money. <laughs> and apparently, like, all the silvers are related, like Silverberg, Silverman, Silverstein, we're all related, old country, new country, and we're all jealous of the Goldberg, Steins, and men. <laughs> all right, uh, let's see. Uh, my boyfriend isn't Jewish, uh, but my parents don't care, because he's a lawyer. Um, and uh, and I don't let him have a Christmas tree. <laughs> like, no fucking Christmas tree in my house, no lights, none of that. It's okay, he's Catholic. The Catholics feel guilt, too, so we get along really well. Uh, Catholic is actually, he's Italian Catholic. That's actually my second choice. My first choice is Jewish. My third choice is half Irish and half Japanese, because uh, then they can drink, and then they're hot. Um, Sometimes my boyfriend's kind of stupid. We went to a friend's house and they had chickens and he's like, so do those, is there a rooster? Is that, because they lay eggs. Do they have a rooster around? I'm like, no, no, dude. Like the rooster has to fuck the chickens to get other chickens, <laughs> right? You just have like, it just lays eggs. It's like every month, like, you know how I bleed? Like that's an egg that you didn't fucking fertilize because your dick doesn't work. That's, that's, I don't know, don't ignore that tag. That was the worst. That just came out. That doesn't mean anything. That was just dumb. Uh, his dick works just fine. I have an IUD, which works fine. And that's, that's why the eggs just roll down. I'm sick of my eggs. I'm really sick of my eggs. Uh, they, they keep trying to get fertilized, but they don't know how old they are. Like you, you ladies, you start with all your eggs. You're, you have them. Like that's all the eggs you ever get. They just keep getting older and I'm sick of them having a free ride. Like they're just sitting there every month. I think they're just like eating bonbons and watching their sisters roll off like I think they should go to work for me like they should go and like clean my other organs you know just like go around like you know housekeeping you know can I polish your heart I'm like yeah get up there polish my heart if there's time to lean there's time to clean ladies get up there oh uh, let's see Speaking of eggs, God, I hate those fucking cashiers at Whole Foods. They're, so, they're always like in my business. They're like, I go up with my groceries and she's like, did you check your eggs? I'm like, God, haven't you heard my comedy? My eggs are getting old. <laughs> um, yeah, like, it's time for me to admit that I shop at Whole Foods. This is a thing that I do. Like I'm from Generation X. I don't like to do what other people do. Conforming is for millennials apparently. Um, but I shop at Whole Foods. I, I have a brand of kombucha that I like. I take Pilates. I do. And I know it's not working out. They're like, it's work, it's a work. It's not a workout. As long as you look at it as something else, like it's like opening up just the same way, like Domino's is, is not pizza, right? But if you look at it as Domino's, it's an okay food. <laughs> all right. So I, that's actually, um, that's all. I'm going to quit early. Stephanie Silverman! All right. We'll lead it off this time. Sure. I couldn't think of any jokes or tags. <laughs> Fair enough. To, to give you. Okay. Well. But I love that your point of view is being superior. Like, I think that that's <laughs> great. And just more, more of that. Even when you're tackling, like, the domino stuff, like, make it personal to, to you and, like, how you're so much better 
than that <laughs> shit. That's great because, like, in the beginning, like, you came out dominant, right? And everybody yeah. laughed and it was really, really strong. So I would say just, like, feel what that is and keep doing it. Cool. That's cool. good feedback. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I, I mean, I enjoyed a lot of what you're talking about. I like what you're talking about. How, uh, California can't recognize Jews because I've been walking around here and they they don't know what Jew looks like, apparently, <laughs> like at all. They just saw this and was like, I don't know what that means. Is that or they just, don't care? Yeah, no, they're just like, <laughs> we're just too busy smoking weed and doing drum circles. I don't know. But it's. But uh, I also, re- my favorite joke probably is what I think is going to be, have the most legs. Or is I definitely like uh, the concept of like just getting sick of your eggs. I just love that. Con- like it's, it's such a funny thing to be just see that as like an inconvenience. Like, oh, my stupid fucking eggs again. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed that very much. Cool. Mm-hmm. And, and the whole uh, Domino's thing where it's like, hey, it's fucking Domino's. Like everyone knows like when you order Domino's, you're obviously shit faced. And if, if you look at it through the lens like that, I, I enjoy that point of view. Okay. Great. And you heard the laughs from the audience. So I mean, you can, if you want to, if you have things to say, say them. Yeah. Jin Bin's got some things to say here. Hold up. Do it. Um, I really liked it. I thought that uh, for the joke about like um, your first choice is Jews, your la- your third choice is like half Irish, half Japanese. I thought you should have had like a good reason for each of them. Like the reason for the Irish and the Japanese was really good. But if you had had, it would have been even funnier if you had had like a very funny reason for the Jews and for the Italian Catholics or something. Um, I mean, I guess the Jews maybe is because it's your family. Um, and then I thought for the joke about Pilates when you say like. Oh, if you stop thinking about it as exercise, like just like Domino's, I thought it could have been funny if you said like you stop thinking about it as exercise and then you start thinking about it as like you know like male body watching or something, or like say like what you like. I guess you didn't give a thing that you like. You say you're not going to think of Pilates as exercise, mm-hmm. but then you didn't like give a thing for what you would think of it as, which I thought was like an opportunity for a joke. I, I'm working on that because like Pilates, people don't give a shit. It's boring. Yeah. So it's like your meditation <laughs> excellent. I don't know. Okay, yeah, but good. good. Thanks. All right, thanks you guys. Yay! Stephanie Silverman. We are cranking right along. You guys, and you guys, you can uh, um, even if you, you can always get into, you can ask them questions, you can ask them for further, you know, explanation on thing, whatever you want. We just uh, let's make it. You can even make people repeat things or make them do it a different way. Like I would have made a. And that try that act out with the kid juggling a baby because I saw it in my face the juggling the baby. It's gonna be a cute act out someday, holding a baby and learning to juggle without juggling the baby. Kill the baby. Uh, all right, so we're just comments, comments, comments. Moving on to the comedians. Uh, your next one's gonna roll on up to the front, and uh, you guys clap while he's doing that. It's Jackson McBrayer. <laughs> Hey guys, how you doing? So, last time I was here, I talked about how uh, I have to fuck a girl on the first date so that I get the second date. And my takeaway is that I'm a horrible person who fucks well. And then the next night, I had a Tinder date and I accidentally fucked the girl. So, whoops. Still the same guy. Uh, but I, di- I was thinking about Tinder for me and like how interesting dating is and blind dates and all that because I have to, uh, like when I, take, when I take Uber home or Lyft or whatever, I have to put my wheelchair in the front seat so I can continuously make out with the girl because I mean, I don't want her to forget about how good my face is at things. All right, 
that's just for me. Fine. It's all right. I, uh, I went over to Berkeley, and uh, I met this beautiful blonde British girl who was also in a wheelchair, and my first thought was, oh, my God, if we went out together, everyone would be like, Look at those Abercrombie-looking motherfuckers. They're going to have a gaggle of crippled children that are all going to be beautiful. Guys, that's not how disability works. Like, if I actually wanted crippled children, I'd have to have my girlfriend or wife, like, do meth while she was pregnant, because that's how I got here. You know. Too dark? It's all right. Relax. I can go so much darker than that. I won't, but I can. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I accidentally have tantric orgasms. Which is nice, like it's good, it means that uh, my dick wants to keep fucking you and won't actually, and it's, it's cool, but after about two or three hours, the girl starts going like, oh, we're done now, and that's why I'm polyamorous. Because I'm like, I want to continuously have sex. My, my threshold thing that I'm working on right now, it's like a math problem, like, if Jackson is dating X women and casually seeing why women, how many women does Jackson need to date on Tinder to be sexually satiated? It's, it's more of a story problem. I'll figure it out though, I'll come back. It's, it, more research is needed. I do have a question for the audience. What's more ethnically diverse, your sexual history or your close friends? Say, if you don't have to think about it at all, that might be a problem. <laughs> so it's like, fuck those people. But I still totally want to fuck those people. Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you. That's totally a new joke. Also, the other sex question I have is like, I know I have a couple Eskimo brothers, you know, around. But the one I'm really curious about is how many Eskimo sisters I have. So I fuck a lot of bisexual girls because, you know, I'm pretty and... I don't know, bisexual girls teach you how to eat pussy so much better. So they're like, oh yeah, no, they know what. Like, they know what's what. It's good. Uh, just date a bi girl and you'll get better at oral sex. That's a uh, takeaway from uh, me to you. Uh, helping people get laid. That's one of my goals in life. Uh, fuck, I had a, I had, oh right. Um, uh, no, already did that one. Uh, so before I get out of here, I don't... Actually, fuck it. I'll be done. It's all right. I did all my new shit. Jackson McBrayer. Just to remind everybody on the panel, we have Kelly Cry, Canadian improv wonder, and uh, Brian Plum out of Massachusetts here. Comments for Jackson. Really? You, got, yeah. you doing this? Okay. Doing this. Do it. <laughs> I just told him. I was thinking. I, uh, Hit that no, shit. I think there's a lot of... Uh, I, th I think you were switching around so fast it was difficult to keep track of what you were talking about, but I think the general consensus would be you getting laid a bunch, and that's that's cool. Just uh, instead of just getting a bunch of I'm getting laid a lot concept, just maybe take one and explore it real full. But it, like you said, they're new jokes. So if they're your first time telling it, that's totally cool, and that's going to happen. But uh, I also enjoyed the, the meth tag. I thought that was good. That maybe with a pause after it could really be a good joke. And uh, there was one other thing I liked that I forget. Uh, maybe Kelly will remember. Maybe. I don't know. But I think definitely there's a lot in there that has some promise. I'm glad my jokes have legs. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah. That, that, that's, I'm agreeable with that. I'm just an agreeable guy today. 
Um, the one, a couple things that I had thought of is, like, I would love to, <laughs> if you're talking about getting laid in a cab, I would love to see you act it out. Oh. Or eating pussy in, a, in the back of a cab, like you have to put your chair so you don't have your chair, so like you're gonna be physically like moving around, like get rid of the chair, and like get around the room, and kind of show us how it works, right? I think <laughs> I, I think that could be yeah, really that's funny. Hilarious. All right. Um, uh, what's the, oh? Yeah, I know that you're trying to roll through to get to the, the different jokes that you had, but I would suggest like really make it important to you. Like, if you're talking about these things, like, kind of like that actor side of comedy, where it's like, okay, I want to see how important this is to you, and then I can really empathize and feel it and go along on the ride with you. And, uh, and yeah, keep buttering them up with jokes. Write lots of jokes there. Yeah. All right, thanks. Cool, yeah. Uh. We have one more. Oh, good! I'm so glad because I was just gonna say like that we're 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 so light on on time today. It's really funny. It's like uh, we'd still have like two minutes left. So David Roth, tell us. Hey, what's up, man? I think I just saw you Saturday. Um, I think maybe you can sort of set up this beginning a little bit more. Like when you get up on stage, obviously you're like in a wheelchair. And it's like I know what you guys are thinking. Like I'm a whore, or you know, you just sort of find a way to like contrast that. And I, this is just my like prejudice, but like I might think that you have more trouble getting laid, and so I think it's just a an opportunity to like let us like anticipate what the audience might expect, so you can play against it. Like you, there's a lot of tension and comedy I think to be had on like what your real experience is, and like San Francisco is such an open place. Like you might you are someone's fed you're like a thousand people's fetish. So I just think before you get into all these jokes, like back. I kind of want you to like backpedal and sort of attack what we might be thinking on like a few different fronts and then like really get into that. I, okay, I got one more joke just because like this kind of addresses it. It's like I talk a lot about sex on stage because I want to change people's perceptions of disabled people and I want to be the change I want to see in the world and that's a Gandhi quote about my dick. So it's, it's kind of the, yeah, that's the crux of my comedy. I lean on my dick. It's like yeah. that's my crutch, I really. I feel like, like you could use some up. You could use some like up. There's so much more like upfront about to like trash what our perceptions might be. Like I want you to like, I want you to call out my prejudices in a way that like. Fair I enough. Think you, I think that could really help. And also, when you're having sex for like three hours, it's like, but you're not coming or something like that. Yeah, there, the tantric orgasms. That's how that happens. Right. I feel like that's sort of a way, another way to like parallel like with whatever the disability is, or like my, <laughs> like uh, people think that my balls are handicapped, but they're you know I just like I feel like there's something there too. Yeah. To, that's just a suggestion. So. Sure. Like I'm disabled from the knees down. Right. But like your dick works, but you're but yeah. you can hold. Yeah. Your balls yeah. They're just because you can hold. Yeah. It's uh, my orgasm. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Uh, they're tight in here. Um, when you mentioned that you were trying to, that it's great to get lessons from girls who are bi about how to eat pussy. Yeah. Um, I just wanted you to give, like, maybe not necessarily the lessons themselves, but like comparisons to what those lessons are like, maybe. Some, something a little more insightful that actually shows that you're in the know, not that you're just like, oh, yeah, huh. bi girls would teach me how to eat pussy. Like, something uh, else. Sure. Okay. Um, and then when you had that joke about what people would think of you and the pretty girl in the wheelchair and yeah. your children, 
that's funny, but I think that there's way more in that. Like, what kinds of things would people actually assume, and what would actually be the reality of that relationship? Right. There's a there's a huge thing where it's like, oh, look at that mm-hmm. stereotypical movie couple that looks exactly the same as each other, which yeah. like yeah. Yeah. I think the funniest part of this set has actually been everybody talking about eating pussy in such a serious manner. <laughs> we just had like a really long conversation and everybody was really like serious about it. And I think we should be more serious about eating pussy. It's a craft. Okay? You, you it's really a cra- need it, to practice. Yeah. I'm glad we're on the radio <laughs> getting serious about eating pussy. Sweet. Everybody clap it up for Jackson McBrayer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm as serious about eating pussy as I am about terrorism. <laughs> That's pretty, pretty serious. Uh, I'll put $684 billion into the budget for that. I just want to say that uh, your comedian on the panel, Kelly Cry, uh, he always wears this hat, and we've, and we've never seen his hair, except today on the internet, he showed a picture of his luxurious hair from a year ago when you used to take showers. Oh, and I had a picture. Isn't pi- that exciting? <laughs> It's all true. Before the van. Before the van. Uh, he put a picture of, you can see his luxurious locks. Your next uh, comedian also is a lovely uh, human being and is going to tell us some funny jokes. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Paola Castro. I'm really tired, too. Um, and my vagina is really sore. Um, because I got laid last night. Yeah. It was great. It's not. It's not that funny. I just really wanted to share that with you guys. <laughs> um, by a girl. Um, I thought that I didn't. That I wouldn't know what to do with a four. I mean, a six foot one woman. But I. Uh, I figured out how to how to do it. I, like, I basically just like crawled up and down <laughs> and like went all around. Um, yeah, it was cool. Um, uh, her vagina was like really passing me, which was it felt cool. Um, anyway, I realized something the other day uh, when I um, I feel like I I I figured out how to confirm that you're gay which is basically i i was having too much fun watching myself in the mirror while masturbating (laughs) (laughs) and i was like i am the reason why i'm gay this is (laughs) this is i'm not gonna tell my parents that (laughs) um in high school I, so I am from Nicaragua, um, cause I'm totally white, not, and <laughs> I'm not white. Could you guys tell? Yes. I, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, uh, schools here are real fucked up. I was, when I, when I moved here, I was like 13 and I was trying, trying really hard to learn English. Um, but there was this conflicting thing where like in high school, like, I went to this like, 50% Mexican, 50% black high school. And kids were like wearing really baggy pants and trying to be really ghetto, but I was trying to learn English. And I was like, how do I, I ain't not gonna do my homework. Not not gonna do my homework. And and I 
uh, I'm, I'm still working on that one. But it's a true story. It was hard, it made it harder to learn English, but now I have a job because I can speak English grammatically <laughs> correctly. Um, something really cool, um, so on the subject of like me trying to be cool, I, um, at 25, I'm not 25 right now, but when I was 25, which is I think already pretty old to try to be a skateboarder, I tried to be a skateboarder, and um, because I was trying to be cool, and uh, instead I uh, tore my ACL, and ended up like, it's okay, I can walk right now. Um, but um, the cool part about it was that I um, got a replacement ligament from a cadaver, so I like to think that I'm um, part zombie. <laughs> um, and so I wanna give back too, in case I die tomorrow. Um, so I have this little donor sticker on my license because I really want somebody to have my clit. Because <laughs> I, I enjoy it so much, but um, on, you know, since the elections are happening now, um, I really want Hillary Clinton to have my clit because uh, then she would be, she could be called Hillary Clinton. Um, and, uh, but also I feel like every woman should sign up to be a donor so then she can have a ton of clits and she can really like be Hillary Clinton, ton of clits, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> um, and so in my obituary is gonna say like she gave us a really happy precedent because that's what I want right really masturbation yay okay yeah. I'm gonna end it there si te golpea, estoy Paola Castro yay yay I got comments for you on this one I'll go right off the bat fucking Pam fucking I'm gonna tell do her do it hit me uh, first I didn't learn how to skateboard till I was till I was 36. Wow. So it could, you're never too old to learn how to skateboard. Okay. I'm sorry that you broke your ACL. I did that too skiing when I was 30. Anyways, moving on. Hillary, there is, your joke is hilarious with the Clintons and the Clinton and all that, but did you know that there's a big rumor out there that Hillary, that, that Hill Dog is a big lesbo? You haven't heard that? Oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's the whole, <laughs> that's the whole reason why like, um, she didn't get all pissed off about all the like. Did she ever give a shit when Clinton was banging that other those broads? No, she's known since she was 19. She's been a lesbian all this time. She got the right guy. She's like, you fuck all the women you want, and I'll fuck them too. But uh, <laughs> then pass them on. But then pass them on, right? You fuck them, <laughs> pass them on to me. Uh, I, and Hill Dog. So there's a rumor around that the Hill Dog's a big old lesbian. So that really works for that joke, the clit ton. I'm gonna put that in there. Sweet, sweet. All right, to the panel. Where do we? How do we? How do we follow Hillary Clinton's clit? All right, here we go. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I first of all enjoyed how you just went up and just kind of started off by just talking about your day. Like, that's something that I, I, I kind of always like to do to get comfortable. So it's kind of cool when someone gets up there and just, like, riffs and gets comfortable. That's also, that's a good quality, especially when you're on the road and you're walking around a weird city and you're like, this fucking is weird. I have to talk about it. But you can do it in a funny way. That's always a good quality. I mean, uh, a joke that I think that I also liked was why... Like masturbating in the mirror and just be like, I that's I'm the best. Like, why would I be anywhere else? It, 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 that's a funny, that's a funny thing. There's a lot of, but I also think uh, the Hillary Clinton joke I think could go a little deeper because you could be like maybe, like if she had like a nice clit or whatever, she wouldn't be such a bitch in person. Like maybe, <laughs> like I don't know. She needs my clit. Yeah, she needs you. You could be like my clit could change the country. Like this is. The, oh, that's like, right. And then you can. Just, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, didn't even, I didn't even think of that. But Everyone's going to be a lesbian <laughs> yeah. from now on. Be like, yeah, maybe it'd make her a little less uptight. Like, I don't know. But Hillary Clinton just needs to finger bang herself. That's pretty much what we all got out of this, I think. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, a lot of good <laughs> stuff in there. Um, not in the whatever, but um, yeah, that's all I have. Just good stuff. Thanks. Um, I guess it's my turn. Here we go. Uh, so many great ideas, right? Am I wrong? Right. Good ideas. Well, good ideas. I just want to see them go further. I want you to see. I want to see you take them further. Uh, the I love the little like crawling like a mouse on a six foot one lady. <laughs> Is pretty awesome visual. Yeah. And then like what other small to large things can happen? Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like what? Explore that idea more. I think is a great. Uh, like a roach on a shit log. There you go. <laughs> That's not nice. So you wouldn't want to talk about someone's pussy like that. Um, <laughs> like a like a raccoon on a I'm, trash can. Nope, that doesn't work either. That's not nice. Well, that too. But like, I I I feel like almost the end of the joke is like you now live in her vagina. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, that's very funny. I see that work. I like crawled in there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, cause she's that big. It was really moist. Yeah, and warm and comfortable, and I really enjoyed it. So now that's, I'm not. And I was just like, G spot, G spot. Right, and that's how I pay rent. And the, so. the rent's like thirty-eight hundred bucks in a vagina. No, no one can afford to live in her place. Uh, and I don't think I'm gonna Airbnb. I don't think I'm gonna Airbnb the place. Either. I can I, I solve the homeless problem. Yes. <laughs> She's going to sublet her pussy. <laughs> so that, that, that's what I mean by going a little bit further, right? Then you can find a little bit more stuff. Um, and then with the skateboarding thing, it's true. It, uh, it's never too late to start skateboarding. You just suck at it. Like, that's fine. You know what I mean? It's like, it yeah. took me 27 years to finally try something and realize I yeah. suck. I literally ate shit. Yeah. And you don't, the, cool, the thing is like, you're cool. Like the thing is like, you could even just be like, I don't need that because like, look at me, I'm fucking cool. So... Suck a clit. Um, (laughs) Lesbians are usually pretty overwhelmingly really super cool people. So it's funny that you disparage yourself. And I don't know. I I think I've only met like really one real cunty lesbian. They're all pretty cool, cool people. You know? Oh, you guys are so awesome. Uh, And nice. Uh, So I loved the visual of uh, crawling up the six one girl, and I just I just wanted you to have something about like yeah, I felt like an adorable mouse playing a sexy xylophone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, Sorry, just to keep rolling through this. uh, The um, you're like, oh, I'm not white. I'm not sure if you guys can tell. Was like. Uh, I think a good joke that you gave up on again, like kind of like I just. I didn't have like a punchline for that. Well, one. yeah, but it was yeah. great. It's like I don't know if you guys noticed, but like take a look at this. No, really, like look. Like, I'm not <laughs> seriously. I'm not white <laughs> at all. Like clearly. Take a look. Yeah. The <laughs> 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 right. And you, like I have right. Perfectly. <laughs> look at this ass. This ass is not white. It's not. Take a, you know, so I just say like you're like two steps away from like having killer jokes the whole way through, you know. So I, I would just suggest like keep going. Like, um, I'm the reason I'm gay is fucking great, yeah. you know. We're like, just finding out that way. It's like hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw myself in the mirror and was like, damn, girl. 
<laughs> dismissing all guys based on that is hilarious. Just be like looking at yourself in the mirror once and be like, I'm gonna just not fuck guys ever. Like, yeah, this is I'm too great. Just not fuck guys ever. Like, that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> and and then you also had a tag on the end of it where you said that like, uh, but I'm not gonna tell my parents that. Like why? I just want to know why that is. Or like play out that dinner conversation. Be like, how did you know? Like how did you? Well, like, yeah, I was in the mirror one day, and then I just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like don't don't hate me because I because I'm gay. You guys should know why I am. It's because I. And then you could be like, that's how Thrones. Thanksgiving last year was. Because I look like part of you and part of you. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you'll find shit. You'll totally find shit. Um, so yeah, my only suggestion is not my only but suggestion is is that when you hear people laughing. Mm-hmm. The, Keep going. Okay. Don't stop. That that's a good idea. People are laughing. Keep attacking that idea, on stage. On stage, and when you write, like when you if you listen to that and you hear where people are laughing, ex- just try to expand and explore on those things. Okay. Awesome. Were you gonna say something? When you said like that little like I'm I'm not gonna tell my parents that. Mm-hmm. I'm I wanted to know also more. Like, is that because? you came out to them and it was already a whole thing or is that because it would make it easier on them you being mm-hmm. gay or like what is that what is that story like i'm not going to tell them because they think i'm gay just to spite them and i'm going to let them think that or i don't know because they're catholic and masturbation is a sin <laughs> yeah, i don't know cool thank you so much yay. that was awesome yay paula castro All right, we're going to keep this comedy train uh, rocking on the tracks. That was, I can't even do a metaphor right. I'm doing mixed metaphors all over the place. People are texting me left and right. I'm so sorry, all that ding ding on the podcast. I am so unprofessional tonight. But your next comedian is going to be awesome. Clap your hands together for Allison Hooker. Hey, Mutiny. How's everyone doing? Good. Good. Cool. I'm really indecisive, so I can't think of what joke I want to do. And I um, still can't figure out what I want to be when I give up. I mean, grow up. And uh, I never know like which nipple I want someone to suck on when I'm having sex. But lately, I just, I can't decide if I want to keep hanging out with a guy that I've been hanging out with. But I've been hanging out with him for like a year, and I still can't make up my mind. Like, I met him, he's, he's like a bro, like pumps iron, drinks protein powder, pops his shirt off at random times, sprays himself with Axe body spray like a bro. So I met him and I was like, okay, yeah, you're, you're a side fuck. Um, but after like a year of these muscles in my face, I'm volunteering on the weekends to pass out protein powder to the straight population in San Francisco. I'm like, let's step it up. <laughs> but uh, the thing about him is he's just young. Like, I, I mean, I don't mean, he, he has a really good job, better job than I do. And he has his own place. Like his name is on a lease and he has no roommates in San Francisco. So, yeah, pretty. And you know, he's very like emotionally mature and available. Like he kind of helped me through my divorce or got the ball rolling on my divorce (laughs) or caused my divorce, but who's splitting hairs? Um, But, and he's only 28, he's 28 and I'm 31, so the gap isn't that big, but it's just like an important gap. Like the other day I texted him a joke and he responded, OMG, LOL. I was like, oh, you're so young. You know, and I was trying to be quick and witty and and text like two acronyms back, but I don't know acronyms. Like when they came into style, I thought this was just gonna be a passing fad. Now I wanna know what the hell people are saying. 
But I was trying to be quick, so I just put STD RSVP. And he took me seriously. It's like contacting his exes, called me to talk about it. It's like, oh, you're so young. Like he loves like he's never been hurt. He still thinks women are innocent. You know, he like just started doing drugs. Just young. I don't know, I just feel like I'm looking for someone, I don't know, more jaded. Like a divorced waiter with tattooed cokehead roommates. You know, more mature. But um, Young Muscles calls me the other day to break up with me. And I'm like, you can't break up with me. We're not in a relationship. Then I was like, okay, how am I gonna put this in terms that a young person is gonna understand? I was like, you don't dump your side piece. That's like um, paying for music. <laughs> or learning how to write a check. Or stop texting just because you're walking. Just no need to do these things, you know? But his attention span is so short that by that time he had stopped paying attention. So he just took my word for it. But later, we were having sex, and I knew I was fertile because he helped me download an app for that, and the condom broke. Yeah. And like using condoms for me is like flossing, just annoying. You know, like you go to the dentist and you're like, yeah, I'm a floss. And you mean it, because you know you could get gingivitis. And you're like, no, I'm gonna floss every day. But then sometimes you like can't find the floss or it's like annoying to wrap it around your fingers. Or you just feel like it takes away from the feeling of your toothbrush against your gums. But even when you go through all of that, it still sometimes breaks between your teeth because like no one is putting any innovation towards this stupid outdated product. I mean, I guess the difference is that floss works better for getting stuff out from between your teeth. And when you get floss stuck, you use more floss to get it out. Condoms don't work that way. So anyways, this stupid condom breaks, and uh, we have to go to Walgreens for the morning after pill. So you know, he pops his shirt off, calls the pharmacist bro. Um, and I don't know if anyone in here has ever bought one of those. Have you? Yeah? OK. The packaging on that shit is crazy. Like, I still haven't taken it. I can't get it open. <laughs> Might just be easier to have a side piece as baby. Thanks, guys. Allison Hooker, everybody. And I still, I still want you to mention your name, especially if you're talking about sex. <laughs> just because it's just so, it's just right there, right? And you've been hearing it your whole life. Why not use it to your advantage? Yeah. All right, Brian Plum. Hey. Oh, we're doing. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I was just that, gonna say, that is you. That is and, me. Yeah, that's your call. No, we're doing this. Thing. I, yeah. uh, no, I, I think there are a lot of topics that uh, I've never heard before, which is actually I like the idea of like you passing out protein shakes because it goes into the into the idea of like when did becoming a skinny pathetic hipster become a thing, and I'm gonna pass out protein to like some to make people men again or whatever. Or that yeah. could be f a funny concept. That's true. Or uh, skinny hipster. Or just the I like the specific age gap, like how it's not that far in years but it is like well he's 10 or something it just yeah i enjoyed that or he just started doing drugs like i had to teach him like how to roll up a dollar bill to do coke like it's unreasonable <laughs> and uh i also enjoyed the uh floss condom analogy that that was good there's okay. definitely something there overall i think uh the persona was good it, it was er, needing someone jaded i that was good too just like he said just explore more and i think all these jokes have a lot of potential okay cool 
I don't know what to say, but I'm going to say some things. Um, when you come out off the top talking about being indecisive, was that on purpose or were you just riffing? That was on purpose. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. If it's going to be on purpose, I'd say have purpose. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Okay. If it makes sense to you. Like if I would, because you left it open for the audience to respond and take the joke away from you, essentially. Mm-hmm. So when, when you come out, if you want to do an uh, I'm indecisive joke, I would just say, like, come out and just be like, I'm fucking indecisive. Yeah. And here, this is why. You know, uh, if you pose the question and you're like, uh, I don't know, I really know what joke to say first. Like, you're kind of oh, like oh, I see your point. allowing people to, yeah, yeah. So just like come out and then just attack it. Just be like, yo, I'm fucking indecisive. Yeah. I can't figure it out. Like, I, do I want, when I'm fucking a guy, like, do I want him to fucking suck on this nipple or this nipple? Do I want the dick in my ass or do I want it in, the, in my pussy? I fucking just can't, like, I'm so fucking indecisive. Like, yeah. I can't, mm-hmm. what, uh, what was another thing that you were talking about before you went to the tits? I, I still don't know what I want to be when I give up. Huh? I still don't know what I want to be when I give up. Oh, yeah. So just even that. Like, I don't even fucking know what I want to be when I give up. Like, yeah. fucking, am I giving up now? I can't even figure out if I'm giving up or if I'm not. Am I yeah. trying? Am I fucking, you know? Like, just yeah, yeah. attack it. Okay, cool. Um, uh, how do you feel about the condom breaking? Oh, Are you scared? Just, oh. Are you nervous? Are you fine with it? Do you have to do all the work because he's so fucking young and immature? Like, do you have to, you know, did it break and then, like, fall off inside of you? Like, what, like, how did it affect you was what really what I want to know. Like, it's cool that you're shitting on this young dude, but, like, how does it also have to do with you and how is it affecting who you are And as, as uh, in these situations, I think, would, would, would draw maybe a little bit more of a uh, foundation for stronger jokes. Yeah, it's a good idea. Cool. That's what I have. Thanks, man. Jenny Hogan has something to say. Jenny Hogan, running up. Huh. That was really good. Uh, I really liked it. I, I just thought, okay, for the one where you say, like, you can't just break up with someone you're not dating, um, it would be, like, all the things that you compared it to were, like, things that, like, people in their 20s don't do, but I thought it could have been, like, um, a little more spot on if they were, like, things that people in their 20s don't do and that are rude, kind of, because, like, what you're saying is that it's, like, rude and, and, and like, could have been, like, you know, like, you know, just, like, bring a dog into a lift line, like, someone might have an allergy or something, or, like, stuff that's, like, that's, like, actually, like, because okay. you were, the, those comparisons are really good in terms of just being, like, like, stupid shit people in their 20s do, but I thought it could have been funny if it were, like, like, because you're, like, annoyed, presumably, that he's, like, trying to break up with you and you're, like, you just don't do that, like, that's rude or, or something. That's, okay. that's, like, the only thing yeah. I thought, yeah. Cool. Yeah. And maybe, I don't know, maybe also explore, exploring the opposite things of that. Like, are you interested in older men? Yeah. You are? Mm-hmm. So maybe, like, drawing that into it, too. Like, if, if you feel this way about young men, how do you feel about, like, old men? And how old are the men? And, like, yeah. what are some of the things that you might be cool with or not cool with? I think it depends on how much money they have. I think that's what <laughs> Thank you, Pam. Yeah. Right. The, the lease and everything. Tell uh, so the one thing that I really liked in your set that I wanted you to expand more on was uh, you wanted a, a more mature guy, but all of your lists were like, you know, like, I want some guy with a drug addiction and, you know, tattoos and like having more things that like aren't perceived as responsible adult things that you're like, I want that. Like, I want someone more mature. And all, the whole list is just a cavalcade of like archetypally shitty things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More of Felons. Mature. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Felons, because when you've been to jail twice, you're really, it really, the maturity level goes right up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Real quick. <laughs> hey, I, lo- I thought it was a great set. You, um, 
the plan B packaging joke is awesome. Like that's such a good closer to that set. I really like that. I think even though you're one thing is like you never say um or like your your words are so polished. It's really impressive. Um, at the same time, you don't sell some of your concepts enough. Um, I don't feel like you believe in it. Like when he called to break up with you, you didn't show any sense of. You were so like indifferent to that, and I feel like there's a few instances where even though your speech is polished and you seem like a good performer, like you're very, it's fun to watch you, it's fun to watch your like physicality, like you didn't buy your own, I didn't buy that you believed it enough, so like I would just, yeah. I don't know, it's kind of hard because you didn't take a video, but like there's just two or three instances where you just seem kind of indifferent to what you're telling us when you really need to show more emotion. When you show more emotion, then we'll believe you, and then when we believe you, when you turn on us, and, and, and cut the other way, then we're gonna laugh harder because like we're buying into like the things that you're saying. Yeah, okay, cool. Solid. Thanks. Solid. <laughs> All right, keep it going for Allison Hooker. <laughs> All right, your next comedian coming up. He's another one of those comedy college people from Kells. Put your hands together for David Roth. Fuck you, Pam. It's true. <laughs> Aren't you do a show at Purple Onion at Kills on Saturdays, right? No. I thought you okay. Maybe, I thought you did. I That's thought what you everyone just loves to just dog on the comedy college. <laughs> <laughs> That's people's favorite knock. You guys don't know. There's a there's this college for people with comedy disabilities. Uh, everyone starts there, and they just like shit all over us for like, oh, you want you got your big start at the old comedy college, huh? How's how's that? Did you get your degree yet? Um, this set is not going how I was expecting it to. All right, 34. Uh, I've accrued some wisdom in my day. Yeah. Um, don't see Billy Joel live. Don't do it. He didn't even sing Piano Man. He made us do it. You guys know, like, those, there's, like, certain people on tour, like Elton John, Billy Joel, they're on, like, their greatest hits tour, and, like, they just sing that one, they're like, it's nine o'clock on a Saturday, everybody! <laughs> yeah, ex yeah, except if this wasn't quite a shitty crowd yet, you would be screaming at the top of your lungs, like, regular crowd shuffles in! Like, I paid a hundred dollars to hear basically everyone but Billy Joel sing Piano Man. Like, I paid $100 so like Kathy behind me from like Salesforce could like spit every lyric like into my neck. Like, it was fucking awful. And here's the thing, man. I went to like Santa Rosa. You guys don't know where the fuck that is, but it's like an hour, it's, it's an hour away. I went to the Wells Fargo Center like an hour away uh, to see Billy Joel sing. And like, if you go to see him, you want him to be the one singing, right? Like, that's obviously, that's, that's pretty natural. But like, meanwhile, while the song's going on and it's like sort of crescendoing to the part where everyone's like, sing us the song, you're the piano man. In my own head, I'm this like this Tasmanian devil of rage that like my dude isn't singing. And so like what I come up with like totally on my own, like totally subconsciously, I'm like trying to think of this heckle and I'm like, dude, sing us the song, you're the piano man. <laughs> So it's like this weird like lightning strikes moment where like I'm matching up with his lyrics. And I'm like, no, dude. Like all of a sudden like everyone turns around because I say it way louder than everyone. My wife is like horrified. Some dude looks at me. He's like, fuck yeah, man. We got a Joel head. I'm like, no, I'm angry. Like, why doesn't he just like sing us like a song tonight? You know, like we're all in the mood for a melody. And as, as I'm doing, I'm like, holy shit. I'm like trapped in Billy Joel's lyrics. 
Like, how did that motherfucker, like, 30 years ago predict my complaints? Like, that's insane, right? Like, did he know that someday he was going to be doing, like, shitty karaoke that would cost $100 for everyone? But, like, the thing I don't get about... The thing I don't get about that song, the thing that's, like, weird about that song is it's basically, like, you're trying to get, like... It's like a performer withholding his, like, performance from you. Like, isn't it... It's kind of weird, right? Like... It's like a performer withholding his talent. Like, do you, is there any situation where you've ever needed to, like, yell at someone to, like, sing for you? Do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of bizarre. Like, before, it's like if before I got on stage, someone was just like, tell us a joke, you're the funny man. You know, or like, sing who let the dogs out, you're the Baja man. Actually, like, now that I'm doing that, it seems like it's kind of like a fun activity, just, like, yell at people to do their fucking jobs. Like... I don't know, like, uh, kill me some termites or the Orkin man. Play a character with autism, you're Dustin Hoffman. Play us a character with autism tonight. That's the Piano Man bit. Um, so I, I don't know, are, are there any astrologists in here? This is the bit I was working on a little bit when I was talking to you, Joey. Uh, any astrologists? Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't admit it either. Um, astrology is kind of weird, right? Because Basically, astrology has to do with when you're born. When you're born is really just like when your parents had sex. And I don't get like how when your parents had sex can like inform your, inform your personality. Like I have an alt theory to astrology. I think more like what really informs your personality is like how your parents had sex. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because like look at me. I mean, you can't tell with this coat, but like this is pretty much like Banana Republic head to toe. Like I am definitely a missionary baby. Like, I'm not very adventurous. I'm like a hugger, and I really like eye contact. Is this good for you, too? Should I slow down? Um, but, like, what do we, I don't know. What do we have in here? Does anyone else know their origin story? You seem like, I don't know, any, like, maybe, like, I know you're a meth, meth baby. Do we have any, like... Back of a car, baby. Yeah, that's good. Maybe there's like some doggy, st I don't know, Allison, maybe Allison Hooker, maybe a doggy style baby. I feel like, I don't know, you could be like reverse cowgirl at the Reno La Quinta baby or something. Uh, I don't know, you look like you're the product of something not completely consensual. All right, guys, that's been my time. Thank you. David Roth, minus the lead, but he sang anyways. All right, guys on the panel. That was great. That was good. Yeah, that was good, man. That was great. Yeah, you came out and riffed and, and seemingly enjoyed yourself, like, and brought us along to, like, enjoy it with you, which is fucking awesome, you know? Like, not moving beyond jokes and just, like, right in the moment. It was fucking, it, it, was, it was awesome. I, the only creative things that were going on in my mind, of questions or whatever that I was asking while you were telling jokes was, like, uh, for the piano bit, it's like, and you were getting into it a little bit, but like, if this, then what? Is kind of like what, what went through my mind. Like, especially the part where you're uh, being like, what, like if I came up on stage, you know, and then I just like stick the mic out and be like, hey, tell my joke for me. There you go. Right, 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 right. That's a better parallel. Yeah, or or even any other job or things or something. Yeah, in yeah that's good. Like, the, yeah, where other people do the job instead of like singing it. Yeah, that's smart. Totally, totally. Because you almost feel like he should be paying you, right? Like, right, right, right. <laughs> like that's yeah, a. I'm like, I paid $100 for a ticket to sing the tune. Why is nobody paying me? And maybe go into something about that. Oh, I get why, because I'm not Billy Joel. Um, 
and then on the the space baby joke. Yeah. I don't know. I, I had a I had a hard time because I uh, just because of my own beliefs <laughs> like I, I couldn't fall along on the premise because I feel like that is something. Yeah. You know, like w w when you're when you're born, and even possibly how you were conceived shape your personality. Um, but I just like th that time because we're all part of this. We're all stardust, guys. We're all fucking stardust. <laughs> so I didn't have a tag for and that one though, because like, I was premature. So I was born three months earlier uh, right, than I was right. supposed to be born. Microphone, microphone, get on a microphone. Oh. Yeah, so I was thinking about it because like I'm I was premature. I was three months premature. Yeah. And so I was like, wait, so if that shit matters, like am I supposed to be a different person? Right, right. So I don't know. Like you really needed to be a Taurus because otherwise you would have yeah, like yeah. you came out just to like, be, So that's just why I'm an asshole. Just to be like, your sign or something, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you can you can play with that if you want to. Right, that's cool. Um. Um, I thought I, I liked it a lot. I thought for the Billy Joel one, um, in between. So when you are going through like exactly how the lyrics match up, that's really good. That's like a really good punch. And then when you go to uh, to doing like the uh, stuff about like kind of singing out his lyrics to people with specific professions, that's really good. I thought there was like a little bit in the middle that could have been cut, like stuff about like, it's kind of, when you sort of start to like actually say like why you think the song is kind of weird or whatever, and then you go into right. giving examples, I feel like you could have kind of gone straight into giving examples because it's actually, like it's it's not really all that weird of a song. I mean, I guess like yeah. the thing he's doing in the song isn't all that weird, but the, the idea of giving examples of it to other people is very funny, yeah. but I thought the explanation of why it's weird like wasn't, wasn't necessary basically to get there. Um, also, have you read Malcolm Gladwell, The Outliers? No. Or maybe it's just Outliers, but it actually is all about like, well, one of the things is about how the time of year that you're born like makes a big difference because if you're like born in January, you'll be like the youngest in your class. This is totally irrelevant, but anyway, like, no, sorry, you'll be the oldest in your class and then you'll like be bigger and you'll be better at sports and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. Cool. Did, was like, did people understand this concept of like how, because it's, it's been something that I have to like explain, like I'm working on trying to explain that his that song lyric and my thing are like two things that converge at the same time even though we're coming from there separately is that like a clear was that clear or is that kind of confusing when i hit that or do i need to do anything to like make it closer so it's like sing us a song of the piano and i'm like sing us the song you're the maybe i need to get those those words closer together to make that punchier or mm -hmm. something like that and uh, giving yourself a, a different voice for it even then made it a bit more clear yeah, I, 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 yeah. When you put the anger behind it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was, there's, there is a way, I don't know exactly how, but there's a way to like make that more clear and emphasize it because as you were saying it, it took me, I think, to you said it twice for it to hit me. Right. And for some reason, there wasn't a moment where it's like, Billy Joel wrote this song about yeah. my predicament in the future. Yeah, and right. I thought to myself, that is the funniest part of the joke. But there is, it's got to be right. some way to like emphasize that, I guess. Yeah. Maybe it's almost like, because that joke has like four different paths that you go down. So I don't know if there's a way to like funnel the paths to that being the crux of it and not mm -hmm. maybe take quite as many detours. I, I think you're just gonna have to say it a, a shitload of times and you'll probably figure it out. Wait, so you're saying like no, like don't you don't try the. Well, there's like the convergence thing, and then after that, I kind of like that joke could be over, but then I kind of move on to another part, which is like the. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to give someone advice on finding like the flow and the rhythm of a joke because it just kind of has to happen. Yeah. But I think that there's that's definitely a really really funny like premise and it's close. It's just not quite. Yeah. Emphasizes that. Yeah. And that's to you the strongest part is like I thought like, so. He thirty years ago this dude knew my right. Like it's his secret. biggest hit, and then all of a sudden like the universe unfolded in such a way where you're finally like no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's very hard to like get that point across though. I feel like I don't know. You'll do it. I believe in you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was Tony Avery, laughs at. everybody. He Joey believes Avery. in you. <laughs> it's like yeah, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, but, but the premise, even on the se- on the second joke or uh, the, the second bit, is really great, and I think it just maybe just a. L- a little bit in tweaking the setup and then you can really like pound home the the different positions because it seems like that's what you're going for yeah. is like this position position does that and that position does that and that position does that and then maybe once you you've got that solidified you'll be able to find maybe some different things to different le- leaves on the tree to right, right. blow the wind through fuck cool. so dumb my analogies are stupid. Yeah, no. But you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Like, you'll find out. Okay, good. Yeah, That's also, what I'm saying. Also, the more time you get in sets, like, you'll be able to figure it out. Like, it's tough to figure out all this shit in seven minutes unless you just want to work on one, like, that whole piano joke and the convergence in the seven minutes. It's just tough to fit it all in. So the more time you get, the more you're going to fill it all in and have it coerced together. I also really enjoyed the thing where you're like, I didn't pay a hundred bucks to see fucking Karen next to me sing the song. Yeah, that's, that's hilarious. I mean, just, like, I didn't pay for some idiot with a bandana to spit on her kids the whole time. Like, I, and it, maybe like you pick, you give her twenty bucks for no reason. Be like, oh fuck you. I might as well just pay you at this point. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just where my brain would go with that. It just. Yeah, that's a fun part. I just have one thing I was just gonna say like I love what you do what you're doing but like if you could just bring a little more energy to like what you're doing like find what you do like enjoyable and like bring some life to it would maybe like sell what you're doing a little better. are you being facetious because I think he really sold it no I didn't I'm not bullshit are you mean oh. like is it like just, is it? like his, just be there be present you don't feel I don't I didn't feel presence in what you're huh. doing Right. No, 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 no. It's good. All comments are totally valid. I just, I thought he had a lot of energy. He sang the song. We got, and we got to move on from him to the next okay. person. But last comment. The last thing I would say is, there's almost some concept about it being some sort of like time travel wormhole hole where the only way Billy Joel gets so big that he can make people sing the song for him is by writing a song where people demand that the piano man sings the song. You know, so something like that. Anyway. Yeah. All right, uh, I'll say one last thing. The only reason, and we don't shit on the comedy college, it just sucks because you're so fucking rich that you can pay someone for comedy when there's over 10 open mics a week that you can hit easily. So I don't understand where you're paying somebody money. That's all I have to say about the comedy college. It's basically all, this, it's basically all feedback shows, so that's what... Right. You can only get this place like here, but yeah, comedy college is like this, but different options. But, uh, right, right, no, no, it's great that you have money. It's great that you have money to be able to pay people. That's awesome. Because the audience gives you feedback, too. See, when you go to open mics, audiences laugh if you're funny, and that's how that works. You don't have to pay them at all. Uh, sometimes they actually pay you. And if, if, he's ri- if he's rich, can he get, Can I get paid for my feedback? <laughs> I'll buy you a beer, Kelly. <laughs> all right. Let's clap one more time for David Roth. Woo! Yay! 
Your next comedian has been patiently sitting and listening, and he is going to give some great feedback. Really funny guy, hosts at Doc Flab all the time. You can see him everywhere. I'm sure he does the punchline and all that stuff. Put your hands together for Joey Avery. Ah, yes. Uh, I had an interesting moment last week, guys, because I kind of had one of those days where you really get a bird's eye view of your life, right? It was like I had a good day. But I was thinking about my day, and I was like, okay, what do I want right now in life? I want to live in San Francisco. And if I want to live in San Francisco, I have to pay for a very expensive room. (laughs) And to do that, I have to go to a corporate building and stand in a different room all day for eight to ten hours so I can make money. And just so the stresses of that don't fuck with me, I have to go to a second room where I can lift weights and run around and kick bags and shit so I can keep my shit together. And then, because none of that's fulfilling, I go to a third room and tell you guys about it. <laughs> and then people ask me what I like to do, and I'm like, I love the outdoors. That's what I am a real outdoorsman. That's what I love. I can tell by the screensaver on my fucking computer. Um, truly like to be outside. The next, John Muir. Um, <laughs> I do. I like hiking. I hate when people tell me that they like hiking. Like, that's a a unique fact. It's like, oh, really? You like the one thing that everyone in this room is biologically programmed to enjoy? That's what you like, the thing that we've been doing for millennia? Fuck you, Jackson. (laughs) I I said programmed. Everyone is programmed to want to be outside, walking around amongst you. It's like, oh, what else? What else do you enjoy? What else makes you unique? Do you enjoy sex? I don't. Know. Does that make your little bits feel good? You like that shit? You little hoe? Uh, I'm a hoe. No. Um, <laughs> I do. I think it's important to get outside and enjoy nature. I think we we forget that in our rooms and screens world, it's still natural. It's just the shit we made. You know, like there's there's natural shit ever like there are evolutionary sexual warning signs hidden throughout all of social media. Like here's one. If you're a guy uh, and you're friends with uh, some of these like pretty, pretty attractive girls that like to go on Instagram or Facebook and they post selfies from like this far away with the, the eyes that are just a little too big. They're fucking insane. Run. That's what they're telling you. That is like a red frog. That shit is poisonous. That is a crazy bitch. You need to go. All right? You can't do that. Guys are the same way. If a guy takes a picture of himself with a stack of money, what he's telling you is he does not have money. That's not a usual thing for him. No one with a 401k gets paid out of a briefcase. That's not really what he's all about. You should stay away from those people. Uh, it really is horrifying sometimes. Like, I have friends that I really like them as people, but then you see them on social media and you're like, that's a fucking psycho. Like, I don't know what, I think that it's because when you take a picture of yourself, you're held at like, we're about to kiss space, all right? Which is a space that tells you way too much about that person. You don't want to kiss everyone. You don't want everyone's shit this far from them. Um, thank you. What do I finish with? I, I like doing comedy. Comedy's a, a great thing to get to do. I think it's a later in life kind of goal, though. You know, like, I don't ever remember being a kid and watching comedians on TV and being like, you know who I want to be like? Is that kind of uh, overweight, middle-aged man who's belaboring the point about his divorce. That's <laughs> who I want to be when I grow up. It's like, no, I wanted to be an athlete. 
I should have known it wasn't going to work, though, because every time I did something good, I was way more down on the celebration than the actual achievement. Like, if I caught the ball one out of ten times, I was already doing that fucking, like, first down move. I played football for one week. I got hit once, and I was like, fuck football. All right, this is not a good game. I thought my whole life I wanted to be a football player. In real life, I just wanted to be a dancer. All right, that's all. I wanted to have a uniform and a fucking team behind me. Uh, I thought that was just going to be fantastic. Which is why it pisses me off that they penalize people for dancing in the NFL. It's like, honestly, the fact that anybody within that concussion orgy of a sport even wants to dance is a triumph of the human spirit, which should be celebrated, not penalized for unsportsmanlike conduct. What is this, fucking polo? All right. He made it to the only safe painted square on that whole plot of land. All right. If he wants to whip it out and finish onto the turf, that is the second most family-friendly thing to happen on the telecast. All right. You don't penalize that. Dancing is good for you. It's actually the only exercise that's been proven to help you combat Alzheimer's, which is a very important exercise for you if you play in the NFL. Uh, thank you, guys. Great new jokes from Joey Avery. The most clever man alive. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was very good. I really enjoyed, the, first of all, the opener is great. When you talk about the kind of the bird's eye view of the of yeah. your life and going to the office and fuck that and then go to the gym and then do that. And then you're like, um, oh, and then my I to finally feel something in life. I go yeah. here for that's that's fucking awesome. And also the hiking thing where like who wouldn't enjoy like, oh really, you like your worries fading away into the sunset, really? Is that something we all it's like I enjoyed that. And also the uh what I think is a lot of uh, potential is the social media person versus the how they are in reality person. Yeah. And the, that's one of the best I like the phrase concussion orgy. That was yeah. fucking poetic shit. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the, the football joke was very good. Thank you. I mean, yeah. Boom. Yeah, there's the, there's that uh, classic thing of just like telling, like dumbing it down so much that like it's just hilarious. You know? Yeah. And then the beginning, like the opener is awesome for that. You're like just walking us through it and it's fucking great. Uh, I would even say if you want to explore, like, are you still working, looking for stuff to feedback yeah, on these jokes? Yeah, Yeah, those are all, like, the middle one about uh, pictures was, like, today, and the other two are, like, two weeks old, so I'm still kind of, like, okay, cool. feeling them out. Sweet, yeah. And I would say, uh, from my perspective, I, w I would suggest, like, dumb it like, keep even going dumber. Yeah. Like, just, like, dumb it down to the... I don't know because I like that it's in threes like the three yeah. room thing and I yeah. don't know if it's going to fuck it up if you're like and then I you know and then I go to a, a bus which is basically a room with wheels that right. I stand in with it but like, can you keep finding things through the day right. he has a job and a car Kelly Oh. This I, I, man takes the bus. Oh, I do take the bus. Do you really? Yeah. That surprises me. Yeah, I cool. I, I actually have a car, but I don't have it in the city. It's far away. Oh, then that right. could even be another yeah. thing in the thing, right? Like I should be driving a car, but I take this thing that, that yeah. eighty other people take because uh, I can't afford to park my car in this place. And then everybody's right. like, "Hey, what do you love to do? Travel?" You right. know, like <laughs> to go back to how you were styling that. You know? Yeah, I felt like I could do rooms, and I hadn't explored this, but maybe even like screens, because it's like you have your work computer, your TV to relax, your phone is yeah. fucking with you all the time. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Cool. That's that's a great yeah, idea. Awesome. 
And then, um, oh, I'm so surprised that you like this thing. Like, I just wanted to, th like, at the end, because you're punching it twice, right? At the right. end there, I just w wanted one more. Right. Uh, I can't remember I, exactly the two that you used. Yeah, um, uh, hiking and sex. Oh, right. Yeah. The, 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 the sex one, and then, uh, and then maybe you can even I turn it of like, oh, what else do you like? My like fingers wrapped around your throat as I'm strangling <laughs> oh, yeah. you to death? Yeah, maybe you like that one too. Yeah. Um, and uh, oh, I love the stuff about uh, yeah, the media being close to your face and shit like that. Yeah. Like that, all that shit's fucking great. And picking out uh, who's dangerous yeah. for you. Like these are the warning signs. It's fucking, there's gotta be yeah. tons more, man. Yeah. And, and yeah. I'd say even write more of that shit because it's fucking awesome. And uh, for the cash thing, um, he doesn't have money, but maybe it's like, this is just another angle to look at it. The, the, the way that I thought about it when you were presenting it was that like, if somebody has cash, like, oh, that means that they just get paid in cash. Like this person's right. clearly a gangster and you're going to end right. up in a trunk or right. something like that. Uh, and maybe they're just dangerous. I don't know, but I think it would work. It worked great your way. So I wouldn't, yeah. it was just something that came to my mind as inspiration off of you. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> is that two hokey pokey guys, huh? Any astrologers I like it. here? I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and the clothes are strong. It's fucking great. The football joke is great, man. And I've heard you tell it a few times, and it yeah. seems like you you're finding more and more stuff. So yeah. keep keep going, dude. Yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Hooray Thank you. forever for Joey Avery! Yay! Yeah, yeah, yay! Joey Avery! La la la! He's going to be famous and maybe he'll remember me and that would be cool. Uh, you guys, your next comedian uh, is a really great guy. He runs a show here called Hired Killers and other things. He actually has a showcase coming up. Let's see. I have it on the calendar right in front of me. Oh, no, I should have said earlier that David Roth, Stephanie Silverman was here earlier. She has a showcase here on Saturday the 12th from 8 to 10. David Roth has a show here on the 19th, which is a Saturday from 8 to 10. And Ben Lupinetti has his show on March 24th. That's a Thursday from 8 to 10. It's going to be the 31st, actually. Uh, he's going to be doing a show. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be here. You guys are going to enjoy his jokes. So laugh and clap wildly for Ben Lupinetti. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna do better dancing. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was bad at high school Spanish. I'm not even gonna try. <clears throat> um, let's talk about current stuff. What, what, do we, what, what, do, what, do we, what do we think about men's rights activists? Mm. Men's rights activists. Thumbs down, right? Yeah, we're not, yeah. Not, it's not so much, kind of poopy, not great. I feel like the only thing you could say as a guy to make women trust you less than saying you're a men's rights activist is to be a guy saying that you're a feminist. Both equally untrustworthy because a men's rights activist sounds like a scumbag but a guy who claims to be a feminist just sounds like a slightly more clever scumbag, you know? 
Like one, one, one's a little savvier than the other. And I feel like whether you're a men's rights activist or whether you're a, a male feminist, I feel like the safest bit of all when it comes to talking about your stance on women in general is to just sort of shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up and don't say anything. Just, you know, if you're, if you're a male feminist, then go ahead, hire women for the same amount that you hired the men in your company for and just shut the fuck up then. And if you're a men's rights activist, then by all means, lie to a woman and then have sex with her and then never call her again. And then shut the fuck up about it. But just shut the fuck up about it. Just shut the fuck up about it. Is <clears throat> my thinking on that. What else can I tell you? Lately, I've been uh, making a lot of progress with my penis. All right, uh, therapist, sorry, therapist. Um, she's uh, very supportive. I think she's doing a great job. I really hope I haven't been imagining her this whole time. That would be pretty disappointing. Uh, I, I mean, I got to hand it to her. Like, she, she does a great job. She's helped me out a lot. I think that means I got to, like, dump her now, right? Like, she's donezo. Like, because it's a testament to how much she's helped me build up my confidence over a year or so that I now have the self-esteem to fire her ass, because <laughs> I'm all set. I was all confused before. Turns out I'm great. Ah. This is fine. <laughs> One thing I don't usually share with my therapist is my sex life. Just mainly because I don't want it on the record how little time that takes to talk about. Um, <laughs> these guys are scribbling furiously like doctors <laughs> diagnosing an illness. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know how you guys fare with dirty talk, if that's ever something a sexual partner of yours wants. I was uh, getting intimate with a woman the other day, and she's like, oh, talk to me. And I was like, about what? And she was like, oh, talk dirty to me. And I was like, oh, uh, 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 oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you like that, don't you? Yeah. You like that, you dirty little bitch, don't you? Yeah. You want, uh, you want me to eat that little sweet little pussy again? She's like, w w what are you doing? I don't know. I feel awkward. <laughs> I'm not great at this sort of thing. It's like, could you try something different, maybe? You were supposed to be my sexual partner. You were supposed to get me off just a little bit. I could have been hard as a rock. I'm flaccid. <laughs> Got her on the waterfront. You know what I'm saying? Hey, it's a couple decades late for these impressions, but that's all right. That's, uh, I'm done. That's that's all good. <laughs>
do this. All right, let's do it. They're still scribbling furiously uh, on the pads of paper say, and the excitement. Talk. You want me to start talking? It's like a, it's like a Supreme Court decision up in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's great, man. I like, I like in the beginning when you came up and, and were dancing and, and enjoying that moment and, and that, and then, you know, capping it by saying, like, I think I'm going to have... <laughs> Uh, more fun at dancing and then trying to get into the Spanish and whatnot. I would say like if you are really like just I, w I would say keep doing it which is something that I just continue to say constantly is that because I, th I think what happens when performers go up and they start on an idea and then they lose confidence in it because they feel like it's not working but if you keep pushing it it's eventually going to work like it's eventually going to you're going to break through the threshold okay um, my my overall general I thought about uh, this set of the jokes that you did is that the premises just aren't clear enough for you okay. to be able to play through them. Um, uh, the fuck. Now, okay, my stupid shit. Um, just to take this as an example of the therapist. Yeah. Uh, it eventually got to the place where it was like. No one wants to do their job too well, like the therapist. Like she doesn't want her, she doesn't want to do her job too well because then she's not necessary anymore. Right. So if that's the main premise, I would just figure out ways to work the story and jokes into that thing. Okay. Um, and then for the voices at the end, uh, that voices. That was great because what what did she ask you to do again? Talk 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 dirty to me. Talk dirty, right? Yeah. Um, and for whatever reason, maybe I just want to know why you're doing uh, like movie characters from <laughs> decades ago, like that. Why do you think like that? That's the way to talk dirty. Okay. Or you know. Yeah. So maybe off the top is like talk dirty to me, and I'm a huge like '80s movie fan. Yeah. <laughs> and anytime uh, I get in situations like this, that's what I go to. Yeah. Weren't you being Ronald Reagan? Ro oh, I thought shit. you were being Ronald Reagan, and because you no, know his I was wife being just Nancy died. Reagan. Nancy In Reagan honor just of died. Her death. Yeah, she's dead. <laughs> what better way to honor the Jimmy former Stewart. first lady? It was Jimmy Stewart. I thought do you, that do it was do Ronald do you, Reagan. Do you want me to explain the impression, Mary? <laughs> do, I, do, you to, do you want me to throw a lasso around it and drag it down here and uh, uh, let you let you hump it a little bit? Yeah, yeah, you'd like that, wouldn't you? Because you're a, you're great. a dirty mare. Yeah, that's fucking great, dude. Like yeah. that, that shit's fucking yeah. great. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. What was your What was your first uh, bit again? Um, uh, men's rights activist and male feminist. Oh, right. That premise isn't clear enough either. Okay. Like, I think you, I think, maybe, maybe if you try doing the, the final tags that you're doing up front, that might help. Yeah, Like, I if get you're that. just like, you get on stage, you're like, shut the fuck up. Because then we know how you feel about this. And uh -huh. I think it took us a while to get to what you want, like. It was like, oh, men's rights activists, and the only thing is like the feminist part of it. But it's just like, shut the fuck up. If you're a fucking men's rights activist, shut your fucking mouth. You're probably a sleaze bag that's just banging bitches uh, out of this reason and that reason, and you know, and and really just like go after them and and do that because like when you're when you're mean and you get real nice and nasty in there, that's when you're fucking nailing it. You like that? Huh? Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even ask the questions up front. Like, who cares what the audience thinks about men's rights? Like, if you're good. If you 
point. up to them. And it's like, who gives a shit? It's, this is about you and what you think. So that's why one of the best advice I ever got is from a guy named Matt Bergman, who was Mike Birbiglia's opener, and he told me, he was like, dude, this isn't – like, it's good to throw in the, a question to the crowd every once in a while when you're doing crowd work and it leads to something, but if you're just doing it empty – I think it takes away from it. Like instead of being like, "How do you feel about mental rights?" Just being like, "No, fuck you." This is how I feel about mental rights. Yeah. Well, or yeah, another and way to kind of like magically yeah. work around that is like, "Hey, who? How, how do people here feel about mental rights activists?" Somebody says like, "Oh, and nobody's responding." Oh, you don't like them? Good, because I don't fucking like them either. Exactly. Or yeah. In a room of my people. Or yeah. yeah, that's a good way to do it too. But with your persona, I feel like if you just come out and be like, "I feel this way about this," yeah. boom, up front. Yeah. Okay. Don't cool. Even who cares cool, what the audience cool. thinks? Fucking right. Who cares about what the audience thinks? Well, Fuck yeah. Like well, no. I mean, or, or you can like bait someone in and be like, sir, what do you think? And then the, well, the moment he says something, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what you're trying to say. Yeah. Anyway, because that, I... I like that. Yeah. That's a good point. The only issue with that is that if you're in like a club setting and you tell the first guy in the front row to shut the fuck up for no reason, it's going to yeah. alienate everyone. As far as like... Yeah. It might kill, but it also People might go. Like yeah, I, I, I feel also, like my experience tells me that's a good bet. Like, you can. You gotta feel it out. I mean, you'll get to a point where yeah. it's like. That's if, true. All right. Hey, I have one last thing to say. Cool. This is something I learned very early on in um, theater school. Don't ever eat gum on stage. Oh, it's this isn't thing. gum. <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. Fair enough. It's just the thing I learned when I was really little. They're like, never chew gum on stage. Kind of um, what, what Kyle this was saying cartilage. a little bit with your... Um, there's a really good tension of people uh, talking themselves out of a job or people under, like, how there's no incentive. Like what he was saying, that's what you really got to with that bit is, like, you, you don't want to be a therapist too good. So I think you should think of other occupations. You know, what's it like if there's, like, a cake maker that doesn't want to make something too tasty? Or, like, where <laughs> find the parallel thing where that would be weird. I mean, even, yeah. like, surgeons, like, they heal you and then they're kind of out of a job. But I feel like I for the right for the right job, it would be super weird if there was, like, an, a non-incentivized baker. Or so, you know what I'm just saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Just think about those different things and find those parallels. And I think that's the meat of what you're saying. That's a really nice tension of don't – even – I mean – Cab drivers have that incentive all the time to not take you on the most direct route. So think about who has that kind of job and and how it can be fucked up in the in the wrong job. Yeah. And then yeah, for yeah. the and then once yeah once you say dirty talk, we're not gonna be we're all, we're not gonna be sort of satisfied until we're just gonna be confused if you don't give us some version of dirty talk. So you could I think you should immediately be like instead of dirty I don't know like. Um, like, how about instead of dirty, you know, like, this isn't good, but like, how about instead of dirty talk, we role play, and then you start doing a bunch of weird voices, or like, but I, like, I, like, your pussy's so hot, okay, I'm not that, I'm not good at that, but here's my Humphrey Bogart impersonation, or like, <laughs> think, like, let's show us that you're like some, like, weird sort of klutz in bed, and like, what you're trying to do, because you can't dirty talk, here's what you can, here are the things I can do instead, it'll make you seem like vulnerable, and fun, and this is like the characters that you play in bed, to like, Make up for your like lack of dirty talking or something like that because it seems like you okay. really want to get you want to get to those voices like you're yeah. you're gonna get us to those voices whether we want it or not because you you love doing it which is you're having fun comes through clearly so like find we got it we got to move find, on we've been like twelve minutes on him we got to move on I'm so sorry we got it we got two more why people. not twelve minutes more <laughs> I need all the help we love you yeah. only twelve minutes long yeah sweet Ben Lupinetti twelve minutes. Yay. <laughs> 
I just want to make sure we have time for everybody. You guys are listening to the Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I am joined today by the special panel of Brian Plum out of Massachusetts and Kelly Cry out of Brooklyn, New York via so, Canada. Yeah. Canada. It's true. called Canada. And he said, oot, once. And so we knew that it's true. Your next comedian is a lovely human being, a very funny lady, great writer. Put your hands together. It's Ginny Hogan. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for coming out. Uh, I um, So Ben, I also kind of struggle with dirty talk a little bit, like kind of to the point where I don't even do it anymore. But the issue is that I, I like to be very precise and I'm a little bit verbose and I'm a little bit OCD. So like if uh, you also like precision back there, we got some hands in the air for precision. Three decimal points, right? Um, okay, so uh, I... Uh, so like, you know, if I start and I'm like, oh, you have like a big dick. I don't know. Is that even what you say? Like, okay, I stay, I start that. And then I'm like, but actually like, I don't really know what the average is. And like, I don't know what yours is. And if I can't compare it to the average, then like, I can't really say with certainty that it's like a big dick. And honestly, if I don't know the, if I don't know the distribution of dick sizes, I don't even know that average is like the right metric to use. Like maybe we should be looking at the median. Um, <laughs> and I've heard from guys that that's quote unquote, not sexy. Um, so, uh, I have a new favorite hobby. I've gotten really into feeling sorry for myself. Uh, and I used to judge people who did this, and then I realized it's so fun. Like, it's better than ice cream. It's honestly, it's like the most fun that you can have, like, with nobody else around. And I'm getting pretty good at it, too. Like, the other day, I successfully told myself that, um, that all of my friends had better lives than me, and that I had no friends. Like... (laughs) That takes fucking talent, you know? I am a pro. Uh, And honestly, like, if you have never experienced the pure and unbridled joy of, like, lying on your back in your bed, staring at the ceiling, listing all of the things about your life that are terrible, including the fact that, like, uh, you know, your favorite app updated their icon screen and you can no longer, like, quickly click to it, Um, If you cannot, like, experience that beautiful, beautiful sensation of just, like, all-encompassing self-pity, then I feel sorry for you. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so um, this boy asked me out a few weeks ago. Guys, get excited. Uh, It's very very rare, so you're you're probably going to be hearing about uh, it for the next three months. Um, And so he, I, like... I know him in real life. He's like a friend of some of my friends, and I kind of run into him. Um, I'm always like drunk when I see him, and I used to hold it against guys if they only seemed to like me when I was like really drunk. Uh, but then I looked at Facebook photos, and I realized that I actually am like a lot better looking when I'm drunk. Like it has to do with like my coloring or whatever. So uh, I stopped holding it against them. Um, but he asked me to go on a date with him, and he said uh, he said I'd really like to go on a date with you. You're so fun and quirky. Um, Firstly, if you're ever going to ask me out, like, please explain your rationale, you know, because me and my 72 Twitter followers are dying to know. Uh, Number two, quirky. Um, So quirky is like a word I have kind of a tenuous relationship with. Uh, Any anyone in the audience ever been called quirky? No. Okay. Yeah, you back there. I, in my experience, and I don't think this is like the only way the word is used, but I feel like quirky is used by guys to mean. Weird, but I'd still like to sleep with you. And uh, my my issue with this is that I've I've kind of like been down this road before, and the same behaviors that like start out as quirky, like without me ever changing anything that I do, they quickly transition into like odd, and then just like weird, and then like crazy, you know. And like 
it's like dates like one and two, I'm like quirky, and then like by date three, guys are like, okay, like turn off your eye twitch now. Um, but I can't do it, I can't. Uh, and I just, what frustrates me, so I don't like to make like broad generalizations about the differences between men and women, um, but we all have to suffer for our art. So I'm gonna do it right now. Uh, like, I think kind of, when men like say that they don't want something serious, like you should sort of just assume that they're telling the truth because they almost like in general lie in the other direction basically. Like they lie and say that they uh, would want something serious and maybe they don't. And like kind of in the same vein, like I think like when a woman says she's crazy, like you should just believe her. Like I don't think women like lie about that all that often. So I, I like kind of meet these guys and we like start dating and then they, and I'm, I feel like I'm very upfront about it all along, but they, like as time goes on, seem to get like more and more frustrated by the fact that I seem to be crazy. And I'm just like, I don't really understand where the miscommunication happened. Like I literally, like on my Tinder profile, I listed my prefer, or like what I like to do for fun as self-pity and first dates. Like, <laughs> um, okay, that's my set. Jenny Hogan's gonna stay up there for comments. Get behind the microphone so you can talk back to them. There you go. You're, you want to start? No, you. Okay. Well, I feel I started. I'm really taking the bull by the horns here on the <laughs> whole panel situation. <laughs> oh, God. Whatever you want to do. Um, uh, I can't decide whether I like how fast you go or if I don't. Yeah, yeah. I can't <laughs> figure it out because I like that you go fast because when you do slow down, then it, it means that much more to me. Um... I would like to see you do more act outs. I'd like to see you be more physical on stage rather than just like all from here, you know? Okay. Like more from like the body and stuff. But that's just like, I have a different background. Some people just like to stand and tell jokes. And if you're up for that, you're, you know, you're such a great joke writer that it, it works fine. Um, with the fucking, uh, the, the dick measurement stuff is fucking great, man. Oh my God, that's so good. That's so great. It's so funny. Uh, just one thing that it brought to my mind is you're like, how am I supposed to equate this thing to another thing? We need a median, mm -hmm. like, oh, and then I, you know, then I suggest we bring in another dick and suddenly, <laughs> you know, we're not fucking great. Yeah. So my fault. Uh, and I love that it's like, like this fucking little tags that you put in there where your personality comes out, quote unquote, <laughs> like that's, that shit's awesome. Uh, there's, there's another one that you do where it's like, uh, and the response from the male community oh, yeah. is, is like yeah, uh, tepid and... Oh yeah, like a moderate to very low response. From yeah, the like just yeah. those small short little things that you do at the end. Like, I, I don't know, I would just like, you know, keep plugging away at whatever that is because that seems to be you in such a great way. Um, uh, oh, and then when you're talking about you have no friends and like you're like the no friend champion of the world, like that's what I would call that bit. And maybe just like explore that idea more of how how fucking good are you at this? Yeah, like being proud of sad things. Like that's a funny right, right. concept of being like, oh, I sat in my room and cried all day, not just some of the day, all fucking day. Like who's the champion I am? Like, right. And, uh, yeah. Just another notch on the belt. Boom. <laughs> Nailing Boom. It. Two pints of ice cream, not one. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm the best insecure person there is. So right. it's... You don't want to be around me. Trust me. Try to be my friend. Who texted all of my friends and told them I never want to hang out with them ever? I did. So it's like, just keep going with it. Just name sad shit and just celebrate it. And it's hilarious. All right. I, and then the thing that made me think about, like, because where most of the friend stuff happens is social media. So, like, what are your social media numbers, you know, as far as friends mm -hmm. go? Okay, like, yeah, yeah. It's just another, like, explore that idea. It's basically, if this, then what else within this world, right? 
Um, and uh, oh, when you ask people, like, do you sit on your bed all day and just like stare through and do all that? Oh, you don't? Well, fuck you. You're not my friend. You know? <laughs> yeah. it, it just, it, it was there. I just don't know if you saw it because you were on stage and sometimes it's easier to yeah. see it out here than it is up there. Um, and then uh, the definition of quirky. That, that, that is very interesting and I like that too and that's where you can come out with your little things like quote unquote or you know mm-hmm. like oh you mean weird but uh, but fuckable you know like that'd be a good maybe callback to the quote unquote if you did, did it again then right. did it as a callback then it'd be like wow yeah it's getting serious yeah well people just like it's, it's smart and when people recognize those things they'll laugh uh, but what I really wanted to know in that moment is like are you that am I quirky are you weird and fuckable Yeah, and, uh, yeah. No, I want to know right now, Jenny. Let's get this going. Let's make it weird. Let's get weird. <laughs> Let's make it weird on the feedback that I'm hitting Are on you. Are you weird and fuckable? That is direct. That is direct. Yeah. I don't think you're weird, but I definitely think you're fuckable. I don't think oh. you're. I wouldn't even call you fucking. Oh. It's so sweet when it comes from Pam. <laughs> <laughs> how did I do on the? How did I do on the microphone? Holding you were great tonight. Okay, you could. I, I could hear you the whole time okay. through. You didn't. Like you weren't mind. like up to the side. She used to swing it around like a dick. She didn't want to suck. It'd be like over here and over here. She's trying to avoid really it. Focused. It's good tonight. All that energy going, right? Okay, so but I, I felt steady. Like I wasn't. Okay, it's good. I, 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 I couldn't hear it as well as Pam probably. No, because I, I got the headphones in. It was great. Right. All right, clap wildly, everybody. Ginny Hogan. <laughs> we have one last comic tonight for you guys. Uh, I'm excited. He was so incredibly helpful this weekend at the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, uh, helping with the door, helping with the green tent, smoking festival joints like they were going out of style. But it was good because we know we went through the allotted amount. It was absolutely perfect. 11 joints a day over five days. That's 55 joints. And we smoked them all. Uh, And he smoked them like a champion. And he was super, super helpful. Clap wildly for George Davis Smith. Hello. 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 Uh, hi, my name is George. I'm from Kalamazoo, Michigan, which is weird because every time I bring it up, the, the people either think it's like Narnia or it's like a real place. So it's like fucking Kalamazoo. It's a real place and it's really weird. Like there's five colleges in that town and like it's like the best and the worst of everybody. You know, like because you get the worst of all children because like all these kids come in and just party and throw beer everywhere and just like rile the whole fucking town up. And then they just split like in the summer and it just becomes like this wasteland of nothing. But anyway, that's not even a joke. Just kind of brought it up. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah. All right. And speaking of bullshit, um, (laughs) what I really came to talk about was walls tonight. Like, it really bums me out about walls. Like, I have a big problem with walls. And um, the fact that Donald Trump is doing the same shit that George W. Bush wanted to do back in fucking 2000 is crazy to me. It's like an echo of the same bullshit. Like, all we have to do is just watch this guy. First off, he wants the Mexicans to fucking buy the goddamn wall. He's like, hey, we're going to build a wall. But we're going to make sure that this is, these assholes pay for it, which is crazy because there's 20 miles of tunnels that just go under the fucking wall all night. 
And like, who in the fuck? Oh, this is crazy. Now I just feel weird. Uh, <laughs> I got too stoned. Anyway, like, <laughs> and like, who's building the fucking wall? But a bunch of fucking Mexican dudes. Like, who in the fuck's gonna do this shit? You're gonna send the army? What was the army? A bunch of Mexican dudes and black dudes and fucking poor white dudes. You know, it's like the craziest thing in the world. Like, what are you? What are you? Who's who's building this shit? Anyway. <laughs> I love dying on stage. I like this sound here. Can I get a room tone? Anyway. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Like, I honestly, uh, what I, what, uh, what one of those dudes, oh, by the way, I had one of the best times at this festival this whole week, and I'm so fucking tired. I should not even be up here. But, like, I just, I had to get on stage just from watching all these dudes all week. It just made me, like, so fucking jealous and things I wanted to work out and none of it I wrote down and none of it I brought with me <laughs> because one of the guys at the festival was like well you know like your first like year and a half nobody gives a fuck about except like this is a podcast so everybody gets to hear this like forever so this is cute <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's like still like very freeing and very fun and like it's all bullshit so anyway let me get the fuck out of here Pam I'm just eating up your airtime. All right. So, uh, oh, all right, all right. I got one joke. I know, I know one solid, stupid joke. One of my favorites. <laughs> all right. It goes like this. I learned it at 15. What can lifesavers do that guys can't? Come in five different flavors. I'm out. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Comments for George. Oh, please, don't start. <laughs> I could do this all night. Do no. you not want them? Huh? Do you not want feedback? No, no, we, I'll take feedback. Okay. Tonight. Yeah, please. I didn't even come up here with nothing. I just feel like Use the microphone, sweetheart. Yeah. I, I came up here with nothing, so I kind of feel stupid anyway. No, I mean, I d it wasn't good how, yeah. how you definitely have the comfortability to go up. Because a lot of... It can actually help if you go up with nothing and just try and figure it out. That's Every once in a while, that can actually help you. And if you feel like you're comfortable talking out ideas like that, yeah. it, it can only help. Even if you don't get the reaction you want, if you got something out of it, that's I, it. For sure. I yeah. did. I, I did get that shit off my brain. Yeah, exactly. Then it was worth it. Then it was worth it. There's, there's always gold, I, I think, is my theory when watching people on stage. Like, the, the first story, even when you were just talking about universities and stuff like that, and, you, and like... It was a bit vague and impersonal, though. But, like, just if, if you're up there, like, try and always maneuver yourself into it, like, and, and the details of, like, because when you say, like, oh, those kids just go there and drink, like, who are they? Where are they from? What do they do? Like, all those answers. How do you, and how do you relate to them? Gotcha. And then uh, you got, gotcha. you, yeah, you really started to kick into something where you're like, I don't like walls. I don't, because then that's you, right? And then we're like, oh. Yeah. Why does he not like walls? They're fucked up. <laughs> right? The only walls I like are the floor and the ceiling with its mine and that's it. And it always weirds me out. I didn't I didn't get into the topic as much as I wanted to. Yeah, yeah, cuz you get on stage and then you, and again it's like you kind of uh, lose focus or confidence in, in the idea that you had and then you you start to wander and become vague about stuff. Um and that happens to everybody. Uh uh when you said oh, I'm too stoned to talk about that fucking gold right there that's gold because that's honest and that's you here with us telling us how you are nice little vulnerable moment and then it's like okay two stone to do what 
too stoned to, to I'm, I'm too stoned to be funny. I'm too stoned to put my mind to things, you know, I'm, and just like, then you can also break off into, you have something to say. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, I'm too stoned to do stand-up comedy. Right. <laughs> and then like, tell us other things like, you, you guys ever get too stoned to, to do comedy? Does that ever happen to you guys? Some some people say you get funnier or shit gets fun. Whatever. I'm I'm just saying like that was that's really nice and yeah. and if you continue to explore that thing rather than just pass beyond it, you you could find some really really great jokes there. Um, and I love that you were like I love the festival. I love hanging out here at the festival. See, and I just had to come up here and do comedy because I I'm, I'm jealous watching all these motherfuckers do comedy. Fuck them. Fucking, I hate those fucking assholes. I fucking want to be the one up here getting the, like the laughs and want that shit. Like, dive into it. Tell us, tell us about yourself. And, and, and don't be scared to tell us exactly how you feel. A boot. Tell us a boot yourself. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love it when I you're I like Canadian. walking over to it's the really mic. Funny. It's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole bit. <laughs> Actually, that's not bad. Having a ploy like that is a lot of fun, especially if you're, if you're in like your first formative things. You can do, try weird physical things. Mm. I mean, there, there's a, that's the best thing about comedy is there's an infinite way to make the audience laugh. And if you can come up with a new one, then fucking yeah. Yeah. And surprise, yeah, surprise yourself. Surprise, surprise other people. Because that's one of the main triggers for laughter is surprise, right? So. See, I was told, like, it's shitty if you laugh at your own shit, like, on stage. But, like, the only time I can, like, make other people laugh to me is, like, when I, like, kind of make myself laugh. Says and who? then I start laughing. No, it's like an old-fashioned rule of comedy. Oh, I heard, like, that. don't yeah, laugh on stage that. at your yeah, own fucking fuck, shit. Fuck that. You don't look yeah. like a guy that follows the rules, George. I, I know, but, like, I can't am. I was a Boy Scout. Dude, I look don't at, know. Be prepared. Look, look at this room. Look at Chappelle. He fucking tells a punchline that th he thinks hilarious. He'll drop over his knees and slap the mic against his leg. Yeah. yeah I got you, fuck man. that. I get it. I do, get it. do whatever the fuck you want to do up there, man. Just saying. It's one of those things. That's, it's still in the back of my head. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying, if, if, if that's where you're getting laughs is when you say something and you laugh at it and everybody here laughs, do more of that thing. You're up there to make people laugh. You're not going to not do the thing that makes people laugh. Sweet. Everybody clap one more time for George Davis Smith. I'm trying to remember your hyphenated name. I've just been calling you George Smith. Uh, really, right now we're going to clap it up for our two panel members. Uh, we had Brian Plum of Massachusetts and Kelly Cry out of Brooklyn, New York. Clap for them. They were awesome. Thank you guys so much. This is the Joke Workshop. This is the new format. We'll see you guys. Ne actually, next week we do not have a Joke Workshop. We have a special show that's going to be in here from 6 to 8 um, from out of town. And then um, I'm looking for a... Um, I'm looking for a replacement, a person to fill in for me, actually, on the 28th, because I'm going to be at Docs Lab hosting, because I'm a baller. I finally get to host at Docs Lab. Yay. Uh, okay, good night, uh, everybody. I love tinctures. I do. Yeah. Most people don't even know what those are. Yeah, most of them don't. Knows and how to we need to give uh, everybody a little California. example of what we know. Well, they should go to trialta.com to see the six different kinds of cannabinoids that are all distilled for their medicinal needs. Yes, and, and they're the so wonderful. Have you heard about the CBN? Did you even know this existed? Is that like waffles? No, CBN is the cannabinoid in the plant that makes you fall asleep. Oh my God. Weed to make you sleep. Like, yeah. does that put cancer to sleep? It puts cancer to sleep. It doesn't even get you high. It just puts you to sleep. There's also the THCA. 
pain relief. Don't need any more opioids. Does that come from the vegetation state? It, it certainly does. You clearly know your botanicals. You know your Alta California botanicals. Yes, and there's also a CB, high CBD and a mixture of both high THC and CBD. That's right. Helps with the shaky shakies. If you have anxiety, go with the CBD. If you like to get high, go with the THC. Go with it all. Go to your local dispensary and ask for it by name. Alta California Botanicals. Or go to tryalta.com. If you give them your medical prescription, you can get two weeks for free. Alta! Absolutely. Tryalta.com. Hey, you psychedelic junkies. Need something to do Tuesday, March 1st? Well, get your ass on out to the Golden Bull in Oakland at 8 p.m. for a stellar lineup of psychedelic rock brought to you by Subliminal SF. Featuring Warcloud, Cloud Catcher of Denver, and Skunk. Then, Thursday, March 31st, check out Seattle Band, UN, Hissing, and Cardinal Worm. Also another band to be announced. Same place, same time. $8. Funeral Doom is the genre. For complete listings and more information, visit subliminalsf.com or check them out on Facebook. See you there. What's up, San Francisco? The SF Eagle Bar is proud to sponsor the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. The SF Eagle is about to celebrate its third year anniversary since reopening under new ownership and new management. We are historically a gay leather bar, and now we cater to the queer LGBT community. As well as our allies by hosting fundraisers for local nonprofits and events to celebrate love and equality. I ain't got no dick, but I love the Eagle. Yeah, you do. Located at 398 12th Street at Harrison Street and open every single goddamn day. So check www.sf-eagle.com for calendar of events. And we will see you 3-3-16, by the way, opening day of our special Midnight Comedy Showcase for the Mutiny Comedy Festival. i see you guys there. Hell yeah. Industrial Metal's taking over! Golden Bull in Oakland, April 5th, with the Death Kings of LA, Genocide Skin, Ort Cloud, and other bands to be announced. 8pm, $8, all industrial metal. They come again on April 15th to see some noise rock. The other band on Earth will be there. J 
Jerkagram of LA will be there. And Love Moon. Same place, different time. 9 p.m., 7 bucks. Brought to you by Subliminal SF. For complete listings and more information, visit subliminalsf.com or check them out on Facebook at facebook.com slash subliminalsf. is a proud sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. We appreciate how comedians are, well, they're poor, and they need a delicious and inexpensive alternative to craft beer. Now, that's why every Pabst Blue Ribbon is affordable and accessible to even the dirtiest of dickbag comedians, allowing them to be in public at a bar interacting with people they probably shouldn't, like women. So go buy your favorite comedian a PBR. They need the encouragement that someone, somewhere, cares what they have to say. Paps Blue Ribbon, keeping comedians funny with classically delicious flavor since 1844. Which is crazy, because it was America's best in 1993. Sunlight out of UK, Primitive Man of Denver, and Cult Leader, Salt Lake City, 8 p.m., $10, July 15th, brought to you by Subliminal SF. For complete listings and more information, visit SubliminalSF.com. 
or check them out on Facebook. See you then. Asiento, this locally owned Mission Neighborhood Bar and Restaurant, is excited to be a sponsor for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016. We hope you'll join us any night at the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you were an audience.